Hello, everyone. You're listening to the No Shot Clock Podcast, where Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Hoops Report and Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times are here to break down everything and really anything in regard to high school basketball in Illinois. It's Thanksgiving tournament week around the state, and this is the 44th episode of the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're going to continue to break down the top teams in the Chicago area, and Mike, we talked sleepers and worked our way up your top 25 rankings in last week's podcast. And this week, it's going to be all about the top 10. And before that, we'll we'll get and wrap things up. Before we get to that, we're going to wrap up our respective all-state teams. Uh, you and I both have ours. We haven't discussed them at all yet, but we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah, part two of the season preview here. As always, you can rate and review us on iTunes, please. That's a big help. We're also available on Stitcher. This is the last, um, I guess we haven't had that many, but the last time we will talk before there is actual basketball being played, so that's always exciting. Um, yeah, let's let's dive right into these All-State team, or the All-State team. We're just going to pick our five. I had, it was really easy, and then I hit a roadblock with my fifth, so I wonder if we're only going to have one guy different, but let's find out. Um, why don't you give your five, then I'll give mine. Well, I was kind of in the same boat, but then it became clear to me. And I was like, oh, this is easy. So I think the only one, I don't know if we have this guy or not, but my one guy that maybe some people might not put on is Ayo Dosumu because he's a junior. I put him in there. He's you know, going to be the top junior in the state of Illinois. I think he's going to have a huge impact on Morgan Park season, obviously, because they're one of the top teams in Illinois, as well as he's going to put up numbers, Mike. So Ayo's uh, one of my players, I got no gel Eastern versatile kid who just recently, uh, signed with Purdue six, six, put him on the wing, slide him over to point guard, put him all over the court. Uh, Jordan Goodwin, the St. Louis recruit out of Belleville, Altoff. He is on there. He's been the most productive high school player in Illinois, bar none. And obviously the big fella, Jeremiah Tillman would be my center and not very, it's hard to get a good center on the all state team in high school basketball. We've got one. A no-brainer with Jeremiah Tillman. And then I went with Justin Smith, uh, uh, one of the forwards, a six-seven Indiana-bound uh, athletic freak uh, heading to Indiana. So, you know, I've, I think it's uh, pretty balanced. It's got some size, it's got some productivity, and, and some upside with some of those guys. And uh, we got some like a true, you know, a true uh, position team when you really look at it. Yeah, definitely. That's always nice to have. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I expected. Um, my, it's very any close. difference. Yeah, one difference. One off. Um, and he was. It was very close. Can uh, I pick my? Can I predict who it is? Sure. Alonzo Verge. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, he's in. I, I had a feeling. I, 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 he's the guy I bumped. But I, yeah, I, yeah, I could have gone either way too. Him or Io Desumu, but I went with the senior. Um, was the deciding factor in that one. I mean, I think the, the – and I thought about maybe knocking Justin Smith off, but the fact that, it, you know, we need – I think I needed another forward on the team. Um, I don't want four guards. I hate that. So so that kind of kept Smith on it. But, yeah, it's a very nice-looking team. Um, e- either way you go, with Io or with Verge, um, for, for both of us, that's a, a solid – Five. I think it's an interesting five because there's no like for sure NBA players there, but 
it'd be a tough team to play. Even some of our really solid teams over the years with a lot of studs on it might have trouble with that team. Well, you got three Big Ten players. You got Goodwin, who's a high major, who went to St. Louis. Uh, and then you've got Io, who's going to be a high major. Not that that, you know, a lot of people get hung up on you know, postseason a lot of times. Mike, I know you put together all state teams. I do too. It's not always the best prospects. It's it's who produces at a really high level as a high school basketball player. Big numbers. You'd really rather have it be for a really good team, but sometimes it doesn't pan out you know, the way it is in the preseason because you are looking at the best prospects because that's who you've been talking about. That's who you've seen. They're the known commodities. But, you know, anybody can sneak up and have it put together a monster season and and become more of a, a, a true all-state candidate in high school. Yeah, a couple of the guys that just that were on my list that just mixed, I, I kind of thought maybe going with two bigs and having Cameron Crutwig in there. Um, there were a lot of people for the other guard spots, you know, Evan Gilliard to Simeon, Marcus Garrett from Hillcrest. I even thought about Marco Petnato from Lincoln Way West. I mean, how can you not after that run last year? You know, he's coming back as a senior and he can do an awful lot of things. And I even thought for a hot minute about Trayvon Martin, you know, going with an active four like that. I, I think he could have a really big year and m- might be a guy that really has a good chance to make, like you said, the newspaper 4A team at the end of the year. Yeah, and there's there's some downstate kids that didn't make this our list. Obviously, Javon Pickett, who had big numbers as a junior, Tim Finke at Champaign Central, and then and Demonte Williams. You know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of season he puts if he puts yeah. that team on his shoulders and, and and produces at a high level on a consistent basis, which we talked about in our you know two episodes ago. But um, you know, a good group. And uh, but let's get back let's get back to those rankings and and dive into really the you know the 10 teams that i can't I, I believe we've got at least nine of the same 10 i think the only one last week that we were talking about was whitney young young yeah yeah so but uh we'll no, get back into your top 10 number 10 the phoenix north lawndale they were 22 and 8 last year they kind of went unnoticed for the first half of the season then everybody woke up real quick um, near the end about just how good this team was. They've got Carlos Hines coming back, who a name people are going to hear a lot about this year. He was kind of a complimentary guy for them last year. Wasn't was injured a little bit. Very athletic. Um, Joe can talk about. He he had a very nice summer. Martrell Barnes is back. They got Stephen Ross, who started at well, I'm not even sure he started. He, he was at Uplift. Then last year was at Marion Catholic. Was like their sixth, seventh man. He'll play a big role on this team. David Forrest, another transfer. I think the key player for them might be Leonard Caples. He was the backup big man last year. Um, he's only 6'4", but he's got long arms. In their biggest game of the year against Morgan Park, you know, the name's escaping me, their uh, big man fouled out. And Caples had to come in and play the whole second half, I think. And he played pretty well. But he's going to need to play a lot better for them to really do big things this year. I love this North Lawndale team. I've got them ranked. When my rankings come out, I've got them even higher. Uh, Martrell Barnes is a 6'2 senior that no one knows, no one talks about. He averaged 14 points, 9 rebounds a game as a junior last year. So, I mean, he he is kind of the unsung kid on this team. But you're right about Carlos Hines, Mike. I I think Carlos Hines, I've got a story coming out later this weekend, uh, or coming out or just came out, uh, that highlights Carlos Hines as the breakout senior in Illinois. I really believe... He's going to have that type of a season. 
I think he's going to become a one of the top unsigned prospects in Illinois, play himself into a mid mid majors must have type of player. And you know, you put those two together and then we talk about the the transfers. David Forrest and Steven Ross are big time athletes. I mean, these are freak athletes and they add a whole lot, a whole different dimension. And I don't know how all the transfer stuff, eligibility stuff will, I mean, it just seems like they all are eligible, but um, I just think this group is going to throw so many athletes at you. And, and, and if they are, I mean, if they're going to put I me, mean, I don't know if it's as talented as some of those North Lawndale teams that, you know, back in the Jonathan Mills and, and, and those days, but, uh, it, it's a team that, that could win a city title. I, I really think they could. See, I don't think they're as good as last year. Um, Oof, I, I think they will be. Yeah, they lost. I, 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 like, I, I really think they're going to be better than last year. Yeah, see, I don't see a point guard. Carlos Hines will be just fine at point guard. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not so sure. Yeah, they, they, I mean, Dexter Smith was a big deal for them last year, and he was the uh, kind of backup two-point guard. You know, they, they lost a lot. They really did. They lost their three top players, really. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sold that they're going to be as good as last year. I'm not sure about city title. We'll see. I know people are well, if it comes it. together, If it comes together, they're going to be better. Because David Forrest and Stephen Ross are really good. I mean, they're, they are good. Uh, I mean, David Forrest, I mean, uh, was, you talk about scoring. I mean, Douglas it, Lowry, that's the guy. He was 6'7", the 6'7 yeah. shot blocker. I mean, I don't see a big, really... That's going to be a problem. Yeah, I don't – we'll see. I mean, they could have some stuff we don't know about in North Lawndale. They'll have a good year, but, yeah, I'm not so sure I'm going to go city title contenders with them yet. We'll see. Um, number nine. We need some teams to disagree about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Um, number nine, Kenwood, who I think I have higher than you. Um, yeah. 22-5 and five last year. You know, they lost a lot, obviously. Um Oh, yeah, there's a team that lost a lot. Yeah, but they've the names, you know, Manny Patterson, everybody knows about. He's been around the city for a while. David Hunt, who played really well at some big moments in big games last year, hit that one huge shot. Um, Cameron Bowles from HF, who had a nice summer, a 6'6 guy. Kelvin Hill, you know, senior point guard now. Some guys who are going to step up, like Nas Turner. They're really excited about Antonio Reeves, a sophomore guard. And they got another transfer, Octavius Parker from Niles West, who's been kind of one of those guys that's been whispered about for a lot of years, um, has some scoring abilities. So they, they've just got a lot of bodies at Kenwood, but it might take a little while, you think, for them to kind of put it together since it's a really new team. Well, I mean, and you didn't mention one guy who I think is the most important player in their team, and that's a guy who transferred in, sat out last year, Bryce Langdon. He is a point guard. He was really good this summer. And I, if you would have put Bryce Langdon on last year's Kenwood team, I'm not so sure they're they're playing in Peoria because mm-hmm. this kid is is uh, he puts pressure on opposing defenses while staying in control. You know he's going to be a starting point guard. Uh, you got Manny Patterson, like you said, and David Hunt with some big bodies. You know I think uh, Robert McGee and Antonio Reeves are two kids to keep an eye on that could be the key as to how high they can go as a team because Reeves is a six two sophomore, Robert McGee's a six four junior. And with Langdon, I mean, those are, that's a really, I mean, upside potential-wise, a very good perimeter. But there is some youth there, and there's a lot of inexperience as far as playing with one another. So uh, 
you know, I think Kenwood has top 10 potential. I just want to see how this all comes together because they have so many bodies, so many players, um, and so many new kids that uh, it's going to be a work in progress for Marlo Finner. And and Nick Robinson was really good for them last year. I mean, he – he had a he put together a really big senior year and he's going to be missed and did a lot for them. But you know last year's team didn't have that point guard all year long and they, you know they survived for the most part. They've got one this year. Yeah, I, I love how the thought of you know Manny Patterson and Cameron Bowles. You know, not very few teams in the whole state are going to be able to deal with that. You know, two really quick long guys. That's going to be tough. But a little bit, I guess, if there's a downside to Kenwood for me, it's a little bit like Youngs. I'm not sure who scores consistently you know yeah i mean one of those young one of these young guys is gonna have to yeah to, to put up 8 10 12 a game and uh you know langdon's gonna give him a little more scoring as a, as a point guard and set people up to make things easier but yeah you're right i mean uh, we'll see how that tra- you know tra- you know plays out over the course as, as those guys get used to playing with one another yeah there's definitely just like with young there's definitely potential you know when i say that i'm just i just don't know who it's gonna be and i like to know who it's gonna be when the team's in the top 10. So we'll see if Kenwood can figure that out. At number eight, Bolingbrook. They um, you know, had the big year two years ago. We're 15 and 11 last year. They were playing a lot better near the end of the season. It was a young team. Um, Nana Atkinson going to Nebraska, 6'5 guy, can kind of play anywhere at all. Um, Brandon Lawani, another big guy. Cam Harris, another big guy. Caleb Thornton. Very interesting young guard, um, Joseph Yasefu, who's a sophomore. He played a ton last year as a freshman, and they got a transfer, like we've seen with a lot of these top teams. You might remember him from Morgan Park, Malik Bins. He's a net matchup nightmare type 6'5 guy who really had some big moments for Morgan Park last year, but wasn't super consistent. But there's a lot of talent on court for uh, Rob Brost. Yeah, that transfer is is, is plural uh, with Caleb Thornton of Nazareth, Nazareth Academy. Yeah. Had a terrific summer. Uh, he's a Division One potential, you know, in the backcourt. Trevor Ross, uh, best player from Oswego East, he transferred uh, as well to to Bolingbrook. So you've got Thornton, Benz, and Ross, who are all new to the program, and then you've got a, a player like Nana Hackington, who was the type of guy who you see him, you love him. He's a great prospect. But now you expect him to play like a Big Ten player. And if he does, you know, the sky's the limit for this team because they, then they have that go-to matchup guy, 6'5", on the wing. And then I, I, I'm i a big fan of Joseph Yusufu. I mean, he, he is a good-looking sophomore point guard. He's already got Division One offers. This team's loaded. Uh, it's going to be a fun battle in their league between Bolingbrook and Homewood Flossmore. But this is probably Rob Bro's deepest, most athletic team he's had at Bolingbrook, and that's probably that's saying a lot because there's he's churned out some athletic, long athletic teams, and this is probably the most athletic. Yeah, you could tell by the end of last year they were really starting. Atkinson was playing like he was going to be, you know, a future Big Ten player. Yusefu will be much better after you know, he played a ton as a freshman, so that'll be a huge improvement for them. Yeah, they'll be very interesting. It's too bad Joliet West isn't in that conference. Ooh, that would have been um, yeah, a beast of a league. <laughs> it would have been fun. Um, at number seven, another South Suburban team, Hillcrest. They were 23-7 and seven last year. 
think it's safe to say they've got a big three with Marcus Garrett, one of the state's top scorers, Bobby Harvey, a junior shooting guard, and Isaac Stanback, a really athletic sophomore who turned a lot of heads as a freshman last year. I think he's only 6'4", or 6'5", you know, really strong, really athletic. It's Hillcrest, you know, they've got a ton of other guys who can contribute. You know the style they play. This is kind of been, I think, a year that Don Houston's been looking towards for a while, Garrett's senior year. He's got a nice supporting cast around him, and I think Hillcrest has to be, I mean, maybe not the favorites because of Morgan Park, but they are a prime contender for the Class 3A state title. Yeah, I mean, they've got four starters back. You mentioned three of them in in addition to Jalen Hughes, a 5'8 junior uh, point guard. You know, he put up five, six points a game last year. So the question, it seems like it's, you know, going to be a balanced group because Stanback, Harvey, and Garrett are all going to get their points. But they don't have much height. Stanback, like you said, is 6'4", who plays closer to 6'8", with the way he plays. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be a – there's not very much size even on the, you know, on the the bench. So that's going to be the one thing. But – yeah, they, they 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 just Hillcrest beat you with the way they play and, and their style of play, and it's ingrained in them. And Don Houston does a great job do, with that, and that's why not not the Hillcrest is the system team, but they are a team that does rely heavily on what they've done in the past, and this group has the makings of doing that at a high level. Yeah, they have an identity. You know, you know what Hillcrest is going to be out there, and it's throughout the season. It's a process of kind of perfecting that for them it's not so much figuring it out which puts them i think in a lot of ways ahead of a lot of teams often um there is another stand back isaac has a brother I forget, isaiah yeah i forget now if it's i think it might be a twin but they're not identical he, yeah yeah he's a twin brother yeah. um you know athletic energy guy uh you know they and they've got some young guys who are going to play too and they've had they have seven guys that played minutes last year so like you said they are a 3a state title contender yeah they're the highest 3a team on the rankings except for morgan park so teaser but i think everybody knew they were coming (laughs) (laughs) i think think they were pretty sure um number six and i'm happy to say it's yet another south suburban team thornton the wildcats from harvey they were 25 and 4 last year something none of us really saw coming um no (laughs) put things together big time um but that was on the backs of you know two seniors that are gone so they're there yeah, now. You, I mean, Sam Taylor and Patrick Rucker were. I mean, they yeah. were just the whole so show. huge yeah. for them, and and what they brought. Not even just the numbers, but just that they got after it. That whole senior group and hustled and played hard and tough and really overachieved. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. Um, it's gonna and that's a huge. But you know what? They went out and got maybe the best replacement you could have. I mean, this is like bringing in a role as Chapman or whatever when you need a closer. They got Alonzo Verge, and he's going to score. It, it, yes, he doesn't quite play the type of game that those guys we just mentioned. That's going to be the one thing. Uh, well, you know, he, he how, wants the ball How is he hands. going to adapt yeah. to Ty's streets and in him, you know, and, and I don't know. It, 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 that's going to be interesting to watch just how that unfolds. Yeah, Alonzo Verge wouldn't have fit in too well on that team last year. He needs the ball in his hands, and so he's going to have it 80%, 90% of the time. Orlando Allen, I was at their practice on Wednesday. He's looking very good. Um, oh, yeah, he's yeah, good looking. Yeah, 6'7 I mean, guy. Um, yep. so they've got some size. You know, Christian Anderson, um, uh, there was um, 
Darren Bromfield was his name, was the kid who really caught my eye at practice. Maybe 6'3", 6'4", but he was just causing havoc on the defensive end. They were really getting after it. Um, yeah, things seem good at Thornton. They seem ready to roll. The question is, how quickly can they put it all together? Yeah, you lose four senior starters from a 24, 25, or how many games they were, 25 and 4 team last year, and now they come in with more hype, a higher ranking, bigger name players. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see if they can match what they did last year, which kind of came out of nowhere. And again, it's going to, you, you've got a catalyst in Verge who's uh, one of the, who, even if it's one year, Mike, has a chance to put his name among the all time greats at Thornton, which is saying an awful lot when, you know, the history of, of Thornton basketball. But Orlando Allen, if people aren't familiar with him, he's a 6'8. Division one prospect who's a junior who has Division one offers, and he again the big men come a little slower, slowly, but he can step out a little bit, face up, and his size is going to create some problems. So yeah, I mean, Thornton should stay where they were, but we'll see how that you know again comes together for them with with some new players in there. Yeah, six is definitely a high ranking. Um, I feel good though. Allen and Verge really seemed to kind of have a nice two-man game going already. Orlando Allen even said that in the story I put up. He said it's wor- they're still working things out with the other two guys, but those two at least are on the same page, which is good. Um, number five, another South Suburban team. It's a great year in the South Suburbs. The Tigers of Joliet West. They were 21-10 and 10 last year. Pretty much everybody is back. Um, they're the only team on this list with two guys who signed on Wednesday. That's uh, Tevion Kirk, who signed with Drake. He's the point guard. Trevian Bell, the uh, small forward, going to Wisconsin Green Bay. The other starters are Elijah Ward, a 6'5", kind of wing. Tabius Castroberry, who's a 6'5", 6'6", kind of wide-bodied center. And junior Eddie Creel, who's a bit of do-it-all guy. A lot of good bench people, not a lot of size on the bench. If there was one kind of problem they have, that could be it. But these guys are focused, and they are talking about state titles. Well, I think the the run they had last year was imperative for them. Yeah, I, I think it changes the whole complexion of of this group coming into this season. If they would have put it out early in the regional or early, I mean the sectional, they got through a a regional and sectional, got to a super sectional, lost to Bennett Academy. Great learning experience, put them in high, you know, high pressure situations in March. And gave them a lot of you know confidence coming into this year that yeah we are one of the best teams in Illinois, and that was before Tavion Kirk made this big jump. Tavion Kirk has made a huge jump between the end of that season and now, and he's a kid who can impact the game on both ends of the floor with his size, with length and, and athleticism and quickness. Plays under control. I, I'm just a big Tavion Kirk fan. Yeah, I think yeah. one of the things that uh, Nick DeForty brought up to me, and he was as soon as he said it, boy, it made sense. You know, he is, and it's rare to say this about kids. He made himself into a Division One basketball player, which, if you saw him sophomore year, you knew he had potential, but it was far from a sure thing. Right, and, and, you I know, agree. He, he did it. He worked hard enough, and like you said, he improved so much. And the more I've thought, I've been thinking about it in the two weeks since then, and it's hard to come up with a long list of guys who, who I've seen do that. Yeah, Kirk. I, I I just like his composure, the way he plays. I I I just 
I really like him. You know, obviously Trevion Bell's been around, been a big producer and a Wisconsin Green Bay recruit. So yeah, Julia West has its. You know, they might. You know, might be able to finally provide Michael O'Brien a, uh, a chance to cover him in Peoria. Yeah, they. <laughs> we'll go with the. You know, this is we're in the top five now, so we can spend a little bit more time, I think, debating the ins and outs of each of these. The thing to worry about Joliet West is they really went, this team with all these guys, they went in the dumpster after Pontiac last year. You know, they lost to um, Manuel and Simeon back-to-back. The Manuel game was very close over time. We covered that extensively on the podcast. And they totally laid an egg later in the day in the third-place game. To Dude, they got to a super. They, they did, but they didn't really beat a lot of great teams on the way there. They got to a super. They did what they had to do. I think it washes but, clean any struggles of February. No, but, but this is my point. They keep getting to the point of when they play the good team, and then they lose. Yeah, they know that was junior year. But That's every, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every I, time they got there, they lost. Yeah, they're going to have to beat some Yeah, they're gonna have to beat some people, but then that's what they're in a position to do. My concern with them is do they have enough perimeter shooting? Um, you know, they've got some slashers. They've got some inconsistent shooters, guys that can knock a shot down. Uh, I don't think they have drop dead space, the floor. And, and you need that with what, what some teams might do to them defensively. So that's going to be the they, one they thing. They think I'll the same thing. Yeah, they brought it up to me as well. Trevian Bell, when I was talking, said last year they lived or died based on how they shot from three. And they think they're more consistent this year. Now it's the same guys, you know. So we'll see if they can turn that around. But yeah, you are totally correct. And they, they need to use that size a little bit better. You know, Elijah Ward, when, when he's on, they are really hard to beat. Um, you know, that's how they beat Bennett. He dominated Bennett at Pontiac. Yeah, his athleticism yeah. took over against a unathletic Bennett team, and he slashed to the basket and got to the rim. And but again, he he can't shoot a lick, and um, you know, I just that that's my concern with them. And I got a geography question. You're a Joliet guy, yeah. So when you're from Joliet, you consider a south suburb? Yeah, southwest, but more yeah, south suburb. Okay. Yeah, just curious. All right. I mean, the name of our conference has always been South something. And now it's Southwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been Southwest Suburb, any of the Sickas, the South. Yeah, we consider yeah. ourselves South. Um, Who you got number four? Now it becomes easy. Um, number four, another team that's talking state title, the Wild Kits of Evanston. They were 23-6 and six last year, a much-discussed topic on No Shot Clock at all times. Um, big list of names here. Like everybody know Jelly Eastern. We've talked about the All-State kid for both Joe and I. Leads him off. I guess the big thing, first thing to mention with them is Elijah Williams is back. He was a big key last year that they lost to injury. Um, kind of the other guy I'll mention, Lance Jones, is going to be a sophomore. Um, a lot of hype around him. People think he's a really good player. I like Lance Jones. I, you know, I, I talked extensively last year about the Eli- not that Elijah Williams is this Division One kid, but you know, I, I just think what he meant to that team, big body rebounding presence defensively. I I just think Elijah Williams was such a big loss for them last year. And, and the other Chris Hamill is an unsung guy in this team. He can knock shots down six, uh, three guy in the wing. So they're going to have a, a chance to, you know, we talk all the time about teams, 
maturing and coming together and waiting for their time. Well, this is Evanston's time. This is their, their – they got a bunch of seniors. They got some youth that help out. But these guys, I mean, Elijah Williams and Nogel Eastern and Chris Hamill, these guys are seniors have been around. And, you know, a, a Central Suburban League South title and a regional title, that's not going to do this year for this group. They got huge expectations and, uh, you know, I, I – I think I've got them. I'm gonna. I got them ranked number two, actually, in my ranking. So I just think uh, you put those pieces together with with Mike Ellis as the coach, and that's a pretty good ingredient going forward. And combine that with experience. But again, I think No Gel Eastern is going to have to play at an elite elite level for them to be that type of team. Yeah, that's the you know top five will do some good and bad. That's the worry with Evanston is if No Gel isn't on for a day. They're the only team in the top five. I'm not sure who picks up the slack. Yeah, I mean, Hamill and Williams. Hamill is, uh, is, I think, a little bit better than a lot of people realize. And then Williams factor, just because we didn't see him much uh, post, I don't know, post-January. So, um, well, really, I think Christmas time he went down. So, yeah, it's good. I, I like seniors. I like veterans. I like guys that have played together now. Chemistry-wise, if, if that's the case, then that's going to be a big part of Evanston's success. Yeah, this will be a second year, too, where they're going to travel a lot. They'll get a lot of experience and play in a lot of different places. So by the time State rolls around the tournament, they're definitely going to be battle-tested, um, this group of kids. All right, number three, Mustangs of Morgan Park. 26-4 and four last year. They lost Charlie Moore, kind of a big loss, but an awful lot coming back. It's a weird Morgan Park team though in the Nick Irvin era because it is very size oriented you know obviously got Io DeSumo who we talked about who's a pretty big point guard you know 6364 and then just a load of bigs I mean Tamel Pearson 67 Quincy Dillard 67 Romello Burnell 66 Linnell Henry 67 big transfer they brought in Aaron Cash is 66 so Quincy Dillard 67 I think that puts a lot of pressure on the other guards Cam Irvin who's the shooter we know End of the year, he, he started to do a little bit more than just shoot, but man, he is a game-changing shooter. And then a highly touted sophomore guard we saw a little bit last year, Lamon Johnson. I think he he might be a big key to this team. I That's who I think is the big key, and I, I don't know with the transfer coming in, what that's going to do to LJ, um, Lamon Johnson. And he has the physical tools, I mean, to be a monster. Now, is he ready for that? Probably not yet, but... You know, he can still be a major factor. I mean, it starts with Io at point guard. And the type of season he's going to have, I just envision a, a game changer on a nightly basis. He comes to play every night, and you don't have to worry about that. That's what I love about him. He's a superstar who brings it. And he's going to put up 25-plus at night. But one of those bigs have to be a consistent force I, I don't this whole by committee thing is great and all with all those names you rattled off but one of them's just gotta i mean the best prospect in that group mike is tamel pearson he's six eight long raw but he he's got the most upside of anybody in that group now he's only a junior and some of these other guys are seniors so we'll see how that plays out but yeah i mean it there's some pieces that have to be figured out they got a good looking uh, freshman in the program, Namari Burnett. So, uh, 
Yeah, yeah I mean, Burnett's probably going to play a lot. I mean, we know Nick Irvin. I kind of neglected to mention him. I would, yeah, I would imagine Burnett plays a lot. As far as Lamont Johnson, I saw a lot of soft, not a lot, three or four sophomore games last year, and wow, uh, if you watched him in a sophomore game, <laughs> he dominated. Yeah, he I mean, was a just the man child as, yeah. as a freshman. With you didn't the body see that and... on the varsity, the few varsity minutes, but yeah, so maybe we'll expect that this year. As far as the big issue, usually we're looking at Morgan Park and they've got a bunch of six four, six six, you know, gamer types rebounding. Right, this is long, lanky, yeah. six eight, six seven. And if you're not rebounding and defending, you're going to be out of there, and you got a replacement right behind. So I think that's going to be a real strength um, for them. I'm not too worried about that. It's just going to be. Everything we've seen Nick Irvin win pretty much has been with, you know, three top quality guards um, those years. So who is that going to be? Can these young guys step up, you know, to join with Io? And maybe a slightly different style? I don't know. Will they? Is Namari Burnett going to be that third guy? Maybe he will. Um, yeah, I mean, that would play itself out. I yeah. mean, I mean they got to take the bull by the horns, these young kids and, and whoever. I mean, if LJ does i mean the potential is there is he ready as a sophomore not every sophomore is ready to do that but um you know again io is a special special talent i haven't talked with nick irvin yet in the preseason i probably would have had all this namari burnett hype and we would know he's starting or something (laughs) (laughs) i've neglected i need to call him later tonight um so uh anyway that'll be fun to see number two uh, and they wound up like you said you had evanston too i had if you had asked me a month ago, I wouldn't have imagined I was going to have Simeon at number two. But the more I thought about it, you know, I was out there to practice. Everything that I wonder about Morgan Park, I don't wonder about with Simeon and then vice versa. I love all their guards. I love all the ball handlers. You know, just like with the bigs in Morgan Park, you can rip them off with Simeon with the guards. Evan Gilliard, we all know him. He's definitely, I think the most battle-tested guard in the entire state, except for Jordan Goodwin. Um, he's been through a lot over a lot of years with a lot of different teams. This is going to be his year to shine, and I think he's the type of kid that's really going to be able to, to kind of pick up the torch. Kizo Brown, who's getting on track for a big comeback year. Kawan Clements, who played a lot as a freshman last year. There are high hopes for him. Talon Horton-Tucker, probably their best college prospect, is a kind of swingman, 6'4 guy who's lost a lot of weight. He's going to be an interesting player. And then a lot is going to fall on the two undersized bigs. Madison Lowry, who's just 6'4", but was pretty effective last year once he, you know, kind of earned his rotation minutes, which weren't until very late in the season. And then, yeah, a terrific role player. Yeah, and then Messiah Jones, who has got a lot of untapped potential. He's kind of a maybe a poor man's uh, Ed, um, Ed Morrow. Yeah, Ed Morrow at this point. Um, Lowry is going to be coming off the bench. He probably would have been the starter, but Rob Smith said he can handle coming off the bench. So he's going to be the, the guy um, off the bench. But it's an interesting team. Rob Smith says they're going to run. You probably read that on the website. I don't know if I believe him, but we'll see. It's a different type of Simeon team. I think Rob Smith can kind of is excited about it being a different. It's not one that's – it's funny because you they're ranked number two, but they're not coming in with this – yeah. <laughs> aura. I mean, if you go and watch a Simeon, if you were to go to an open gym or a watch him warm up in a game, and it doesn't quite look like your old Simeon teams that have been such kingpins of high school basketball. I'm not saying that they can't be, and I can't, you know, I, I think they can win a state championship. I think they can do, accomplish every goal that they've set out, but it is a different type of Simeon team. And, 
Evan Gilliard had a little bit of a rough spring and and, and summer on the AAU circuit, fit-wise, AAU, all of that, and yet we have forgotten, some of us, that how good of a year he kind of put together last year. You know, he went head to head with Charlie Moore one game. I think that was the one at Morgan Park. I yep. can't remember, but you know, and and, and, and beat him. He, he competes and yeah. battles and and kind of took over that game. Um, you know, Kizo Brown. There, there, there's still some things that we don't know, and with Kizo Brown's basically missing his sophomore season, Talon Horton Tucker now becoming this guy that you know I've loved here as a prospect. Now he's going to have to be that player that that um, does a lot of things. He's, he, he does a lot of things for them. He's a terrific passer. You can play through him, actually. And he's just has a knack for being around the ball, rebounding. So I, I just – it's a different type of team, and I think Rob Smith likes it. And I think that's uh, – Messiah Jones, I think, is kind of the underrated key for them because he does have this little bit of size that you were mentioning – that they don't have, terrific athlete, great-looking body, and he's going to have to be a monster on the glass for them and be a little bit of a presence on the defensive end as well when they play some of these bigger teams. You look at that Morgan Park-Simeon matchup, it, it's like you just said, it, what you see on one team, maybe you don't have the other, and you know Morgan Park's going to have all the size and length, and Simeon's got these all these perimeter guys that are either big names or you know accomplished uh, a little bit already, so it, it's that's going to be your typical Morgan Park Simeon, <laughs> just you know get at it Red South battle, and now they're ranked again both in everybody's top five. Yeah, Lowry and jo- Messiah Jones at least they're they are rebounders. You know they want to rebound and they're tough kids, so that'll help. Even though they're a little undersized, another guy we should mention because I think it's important, especially for on Simeon teams. If you think back to Robert Smith's first Simeon team, Randall Hampton, they had the shooter. When they have that shooter, it seems to really help the rest of his normal half-court offense flow. Just opens things up to run through the post like he likes to go. And they've got that guy, they think, this year. A junior, Kenny Pittman, who, you know, didn't... I don't think he played varsity. He didn't play varsity last year. He was on the sophomore team. They think he's the best shooter on the team. They think he's really going to play a big part this year. So Yeah, he, he can shoot it. And then, you know, and Gilliard and Kizo and Talon... You know, they're not, none of the three are pure shooters, but they can also, you know, get, they're streaky, but they can get hot as well from the three point line. All right. And number one, everybody knows it. It's been revealed already. It's the Curie Condors. Everybody back except from last year's state championship team, except for Devin Gage, you know, big except for. He's at DePaul. And Landers Nolly moved back to Georgia. He was a very promising sophomore, but they've got, you know, Kind of the perfect high school team when you look at it. You got the gut backcourt with Alante Pickens and Elijah Joyner, the seniors. You got the really strong, dangerous, kind of do it all three man in Terry Smith Jr. And then you got the Martin brothers, 6'8, six, 6'7. Six, we saw what Trayvon can do. There are high hopes that Tyree can do the same. It, you know, that, that is a really tough, experienced team to deal with. They've got some younger guys they think are going to play well, Rodney Clemens, um, Graham, the shooter. So high hopes. I was out there. I really liked what I saw from them. It was a calm, confident team that kind of doesn't have any problems, any distractions, which I've found extremely rare for number one teams. Yeah, there's two things that jumps out on me, one positive, one neg- potential negative. The positive to me is, I mean, they're number one, number one team as well. 
The positive is we talked about Simeon not having big men. Morgan Park maybe not having accomplished big men. They've got some guys with size that have done some things. Yeah. You know, uh, Tyree Martin and uh, Trayvon Martin are, are you know, both 6'8". They, I mean, if you look at what they did last, Trayvon Martin was a stud down in Peoria. Mm-hmm. And he's leapfrogged into the top 10 prospects in that class. So, I mean, that that's a – I don't know if – it'll be interesting to see how they play together, if they play them both on the, on the court at the same time. Uh, I don't necessarily think that might be – that's the plan. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that would be their best lineup, but uh, because Terry Smith, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, wing, is, is you know a four-man four trying to become a three-man, and he is much better than a year ago. He's made a big jump. and But then my negative is and it's, I'm the biggest Elijah Joyner fan around, and he's going to play, take on a lot of responsibilities. He's going to play some point guard on the ball. And two things. One, I think he's fine doing it, but he's such a valuable weapon off the ball. That it'll be interesting to see how that plays itself out. But Alante Pickens is a good-looking shooter, little mighty Mike, the 5'10 guard. So I, they've got a lot of pieces. You mentioned Clemens. That he's a good-looking young prospect. So, yeah, they're loaded. You know, they, they have the, the bullseye on them. So we'll see how Curie handles that. Not that they haven't been – Obviously, they've been very relevant for years, but it is a little bit different when you are the defending state champs and everybody's gunning for you because they, it's a nightmare schedule scenario too. Where at the Chicago League Classic they play East St. Louis, and less than like twenty hours later they play Belleville Altoff all the way down in Marshall County, Kentucky. Yeah, I yeah, that's I mean, rough. <laughs> You gotta get a private charter and just yeah flying I mean, down there. Uh, <laughs> if an NBA team was doing that and flying, they'd probably they'd lose the second one. <laughs> so, right. I mean, yeah. that's a heck of a drive. I've made that trip. I mean, that's gonna be rough. It yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. But you're right. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think there's anybody you could put number one. I think they're the obvious number one, but I don't think they are a dominating. No doubt about it. This is the team to beat number one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, so there is no team like that. You right. know, it's a wide open year. That's kind of the intro to my super 25. That'll be in the newspaper. I mean, I'm looking down this list. I mean, I think all the way to number eight, I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams won four a, and it wouldn't be crazy to see North Lawndale or Kenwood put together. A, well, and it was like this last year too, which, you know, Curie won yeah. a four a title playing Bennett, which no one had ranked in the preseason in the state championship game. And, you know, that's kind of what we're seeing right now as you look at the landscape of high school basketball in Illinois. We've got a lot of really good players, obviously. But those dominating teams in the past that we enter the season saying, okay, it's going to take a ton to knock them off. They are overwhelmingly the favorite. You know, whether it be Jaleel Okafor with Young, Jabari Parker with Simeon, Jalen Brunson with Stevenson, Damon I mean, those, Mason and West Aurora. <laughs> but, I mean, those are, you know, in recent yeah. years, going into the preseason, they were prohibitive favorites as the number one team. And and usually it's because, most of the time, when you have that overwhelming favorite, it's because of that star that just is so much better than everybody else. Yep, I definitely, I, I prefer it this way. I like this, that it seems like things are a little wide open. It's always fun when you have a couple giants matching. 
But See, I, I like it when you got those elite players that everybody's trying to knock off. I, I just, you know. I, I, That's fine. I, I, hear, I hear what you're them. saying. Yeah, I'm I cool with that saying. if it's a few of them. But when there's one super team, that's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, where you know they're never going to lose. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> no good. Yeah, that's not good for anybody. And I like how things are spread around. I mean, it's crazy. Although, it... those you go way back to the Peoria Emanuel Thornton days, those were super teams, and I thought it was the most – maybe it was because there was two of them in the same year, and they just squashed and beat the heck out of everybody in route to getting to Peoria. But those were the most fun years of high school basketball that I've watched. Well, because there uh, were, I mean, don't forget my Joliet boys. They beat us by two points, Manuel, in that semi. Yeah, but I mean, they were. There were a lot of really good teams once you got to state. It wasn't just. Yeah, but I mean, they played each other every single year and won four straight state titles. That's if that's not a overwhelming. Yeah, but I mean, the, what, the, the year dynasty. before Manuel took, or Carbondale took them to overtime in the title game. You know, I'm just saying during that four year Manuel run, there were a lot of great teams, you know, that gave yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, well, good there were fights. a lot of greater. There was great players in that era. I mean, yeah. it, it, from 96 to 98, I mean, it was... Yeah, you had the Fenwick team. I mean... And that Whitney Young team was yeah. another favorite, 98. But I don't know. I, I, I would... I, I miss the star attractions. I just... I do. I Not that that's all... I mean, high school basketball is way more than that. I just like the mixture. Uh, you know, I... Yeah, I, I, was the Jaleel, Jaleel Local Four team unbeatable the year they won? Boy, not if it was another thirty seconds. Bennett would have won that game. Yeah. <laughs> I will and say that, that, that to my dying day. So I mean, yeah. to me, that was fun to see this dominating yeah. player against this <laughs> team without Division One player. That was insane. You know, it's just yeah. that kind of intrigues me. Can we work out to a Bennett Conant? I guess we don't know yet. A Bennett Conant state final this year. <laughs> I think Bennett. They can go to the Bennett Conant game, and uh, I believe in January. I think they're playing <laughs> each other. <laughs> state title preview. Um, uh, all right. Uh, well, that is um, that's going to wrap it up the season. I, I feel like we're not as lethargic about talking about. I think uh, last year, I definitely think both of us were sick of talking about what hadn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> when we got done. It, yeah, no, it's going to be. You know, there's a ton of balance, and it's wide open again. And there are teams. You know, you talk about the baseball playoffs in July, August, where all these teams are still in there for the wild cards. That's how I feel about this season with so many teams with – there's a long list of teams with realistic chances of playing in Peoria or even, you know, winning a sectional that they maybe haven't won in a while. That's open in this season because there is a wide open path. You know, I, I was just kind of looking at it the other day, the various sectionals and – how it might could play out. I'm like, boy, there's a lot of teams that could stay claim, take their claim to a sectional championship this year. Uh, before we go, why don't we give everybody your quick thoughts on the big news of the day, the Jeremiah Tillman stuff to Illinois. How big is this for John Gross in Illinois? Well, I just think it's huge for perception. I mean, I, I believe that, you know, anytime you get the number one player in the state of Illinois, it, it, it means for the most part, you've done your job in state. Sure, Jordan Goodwin had capped off a great, huge class, but this is the highest-ranked player in Illinois, the highest-profile player in Illinois, and this is what people talk about. It gives you an identity. It's, it really helps you build this program back up. And not to mention, Mike, the most 
premium man in college basketball that nobody can find are bigs. Usually you get big men and you got to wait two years, three years. I, I don't think, and I'm not, I'm not saying he's overrated, Jeremiah Tillman. Uh, I, I don't know if he's quite a top 20 type talent that I, that I've seen, but then again, he hasn't played you know all summer long, but it, it's huge. And all, all, you know, it's a, it's a great get for them. And, there was a little drama leading up to it, but you know it was a must get because eesh, you would not want to see the fallout if they would have lost Jeremiah Tillman. <laughs> That's the truth, and yeah, you got to give John Gross and his staff credit. I mean, if you looked at this kind of group of Central and Southwestern Illinois kids that they had to get from Demonte Williams to Tillman to Goodwin, they only missed on one. Um, nobody's perfect, <laughs> and I think they did what they needed to do to kind of give themselves a fighting chance going forward. We'll see if they can get through this year onto that. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. This is going to wrap up our season preview. We will be back on a regular schedule where we'll be putting these out. Uh, you know what? We haven't talked about that. I was thinking about maybe switching to Mondays instead of Tuesdays, but um, we'll figure it out. But anyway, thanks for listening and enjoy the basketball this coming week. Mm-hmm.